Hello, everyone. You guys want to come forward a bit? Connor? The couple's line, you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Thanks. Like that there. Three, four, five people that are obedient. Okay, so we are beginning a new series. And um, the new series is on money. Isn't that exciting? About money matters and what God says about money and what does the Word say about money. And um, it's interesting that Jesus spoke so much about, um, about money. But it wasn't the fact just that it was about the actual hard cash. Um, I think for those of you who were here this morning, Calvin did such a good job of breaking down um, the Sermon on the Mount and how Jesus addresses the heart of, of every believer and people that follow Jesus. And then he spoke about the law. And Jesus didn't come to demolish the law, um, but he actually came to fulfill it. And how Jesus takes the law, the bar that's here, and in fact then says to us, if your heart is right, I'm going to raise the bar. So it's no longer just about if you murder someone, but if you actually look at someone with hate in your heart, you're just about committing murder. So Jesus is saying, you know what, it's not just the act, it's actually about about the heart and the feelings and the emotions and all that within you and what you do with that. And then he talks, Jesus specifically goes on to talk about, um, about money. And so I want to pick up on a slightly different um, passage this morning. And that is the one in Mark chapter 12. So if you would, if you have a Bible with you, I suppose, or you would be lazy and just look at the screen. So Mark chapter 12 from verse 41, and it's about the widow's offering. So many of you do know the story, but maybe some of you don't. So Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two, two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live out or to live on. And this passage has always intrigued me and and I guess it's challenged. It, it, it is a real challenge um, because it's quite interesting is because Jesus was teaching in the temple before this and then he goes and he sits where they, where they give offerings, which is quite, I just found it quite, quite intriguing because he obviously realized and, and he was paying attention to what they were doing. Not so? So I know we pass the baskets around, but there's sometimes where we have the baskets up front. Just imagine we call for an offering and then Jesus comes and he 
sits on the step yet, and the basket's over here, and he sees Rob come, and he sees Bo come, and he's watching everything and everyone who comes up to put some money inside. I reckon that's a little bit intimidating. Wouldn't you think so? But what does it mean? Why would he do that? What is so interesting and fascinating about the money situation? A little story about, or I want to paint you a picture of, 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 of that context. In, in the temple, um, they used to call them brass trumpets. And they had 13 of them in the temple. And obviously they were made of brass and they were either shape of a, of a trumpet or they were like a bit of a box. But you would come, they didn't have fancy notes in those days. It was all coins, obviously. And they would come and throw their tithe into these brass trumpets. And if you can imagine... And that's what they did. They literally would throw it into this, this treasury thing in the, in the temple. And just imagine the racket when someone comes with like a big bucket or their little bag and throws it in. It'll make a noise. And I can imagine other people going, oh, wow, ooh, ah, lots of oohs and ahs. As these rich people were coming probably with pride in their hearts and going, yo, look at me. Because it was visible and it was loud and it made a noise. But then you imagine this little widow, I say little, but you don't know if she's little, she could have been six foot eight and a beast, but I don't know. And she comes with her two coins and plops them in. Imagine following someone who's come to just dump plenty, plenty. And Jesus at that moment begins and he calls, that was probably the last straw for him. And as he looked at that, he said, here's a moment where I can, I can teach and he calls the disciples and he says to them, you know what? The first thing that he says, you know what? The matter of giving is so important. But it's not the amount that, he, that, he, that is given. It's about the fact that we bring all that we are. And I know for many of you, um, some of you are still students, busy figuring out the work thing. Some of you are teenagers and probably get some pocket money. And you're probably sitting there and you're thinking, yeah, Nagav, this is actually not relevant to me at all. And it might not be relevant right now. But I want to say to you, this is the perfect time as a young person to get this right in your heart. You know, Bible talks very much, if we're faithful with little, God trusts us with more. So if you want to be someone who makes good cash, and be a blessing in the kingdom, you need to get it right with the little amounts. Because Jesus actually really cares that you give. Jesus understands the fact that you can't serve two masters. You can't say, I fully am committed to Jesus, but ultimately, you want more money, you desire more money, everything is just about the money, the money, the money. A song about that? You see, Jesus cares, and he watches. I believe he watches our hearts on a regular basis. You know, God challenges us in this area because he knows who we are as human beings. Therefore, it matters to him. That's the main reason why he keeps saying to us and challenges us 
on a regular basis. And he says to you, you know what? I will give you everything that you have. But my challenge to you is, will you give back? Will you give to me a tenth? Will you give me 10% of what I give you? So that I can redeem the 90 in your life. Actually, it's all his. It's all his. But he asks for us, because not because he needs money. God doesn't need the money, but he knows what's good for us. So he challenges us. He says, you know what? Just give me a tenth back. Give me a tenth that I can see and know your heart. You know, Dave said for many years in, in Fountain, at Fountain, you don't have to give a tenth. You don't have to. No one checks up on you. We don't check on you. We're not sitting with, at your basketball checking who's giving what. That's not our, because ultimately it's between you and God. It's a heart issue between you and God. But he says at Fountain, you get to give your tenth. So we do believe in the tithe 100%. And we encourage everyone to do that because we know what it does, the spiritual principle of giving that tenth. So that is why God challenges our giving. And he challenges us that, that we give that tenth. He challenges us, you know, um, to do it. And I know some of you might be sitting here and you've come from different churches or maybe you've been in Fountain your whole life. I don't know. And we're thinking, but yeah, I don't, I've never given a tenth. And then many of you are thinking, oh, well, so why are those reasons? Why do people not give tenths? Well, sometimes... It's the fact that you, in your home you've grown up and your parents haven't spoken about it. Perhaps you haven't seen your parents model it. Perhaps you haven't heard it from, from the front. Perhaps you come from a church where everything is about money. And when you start talking about money in church, 90% of the time, people start going, yes, like, and uh, please, I don't want to listen to that. Because a lot of it has been abused. You know, there has been abuse of money in churches, and I'm, we're not going to lie. Sometimes every offering in, in, in some churches is a sermon, before the other sermon, on money. And that each for their own, but we believe here at Fountain that money must not be our master. Money is, uh, is something that the world operates on. But for us, it's important that we do not get sucked into the thing where money is everything in our lives. It is something that works for us to make things operate and to, to make things work and that everyone is hopefully clothed and fed and, 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 and we can help one another in a community. But that's why we do that. So there are obviously many misunderstandings and mis interpreted things about tithing, but we really believe it's a biblical principle. And it's not a biblical principle just because uh, some people think, oh, well, you know, Jesus came and he, and he said, no, you don't have to tithe. Jesus never said that because the tithe was never the law. And Jesus kept that, remember that bar about the heart? Because 430 years before the law, Moses gave a tithe, a first fruit. Abel, before that, brought the first fruits to God. It's a principle of giving our best of what God gives us to him. And that is what Jesus looked at when he saw this young lady, or older lady, or widow. Again, I don't know if she's old or young or whatever. 
but she was a widow. And God saw her heart, that she wasn't super wealthy. It's not about the amount of money. It's just about the heart of saying, whatever I have, God, this I bring to you. This I give to you. I give back to you because I come with a grateful heart for all that you give me. So the first thing we obviously want to talk about or spoke about was the fact that that I'm, I'm giving matters to God. The second thing is that God gives us that measurement, and that is the tithe, the tenth. God gives it to us, and he says to us, you know what, make it even for everyone. Just give that proportion. Because he knows, if I only earn a thousand rand, I can't necessarily, although this woman did it, but it's not necessarily every month I'm going to just give a thousand rand to the church. God's not asking for that. But he's saying, you know what, yeah, if you have a thousand rand, give you a hundred. And you know what, Bo, you earn ten thousand, you give a thousand. And together, everyone in the community, this is how community works, if everyone brings their bit the part that God asks them to, the proportion that God sets aside for us to give, no one will go without. We have a meeting on, uh, on every Friday, um, a finance group, and we go through, and when we hear of needs or when someone comes to us and says, Yo, you know, we're really struggling, our heart is, as people give and bring to the storehouse, that's what Scripture teaches us, bring the tenth to the storehouse, which is the church in today's society, times, we are here to help one another. So when we know of needs, we can help fulfill some of those needs. Not necessarily all of it, all the time. But the heart is always that we as a church, because of what we receive, we have the same principle. We give away. In our budget, every single month, whatever comes in, in fact, we probably give more than the 10% away. We give it away. It's a biblical principle. And it's a proportion of what God challenges us and tells us to do. So we don't have to do it, but we get to do it, which is so exciting. As God gives us, you know, as he gives to us, we are then challenged to give away. So sometimes it's, it's like as, I don't know if any of you have got, I'm sure many of you have got testimonies, this, but I've seen it in our own life. Um, when Karen and I were, 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 well, we were very young when we got married. And in our very first year of marriage, we had, um, I, I was like a, a student pastor, youth pastor thing. And the church gave me 500 rand. Okay, we're going back a good few years now. But the church gave us 500 rand. I'm going to see some of you guys with your maths, maths. Our rent was 700. Good balancing budget, huh? Hey? You're already on a back foot. And then there were people in the congregation and friends and stuff that used to support us financially or whatever. And it was incredible how God provided for us. And it was so funny. It was weird. It's like, okay, you get given 500 bucks. So 50 of that, you already got to give back. So now you, an extra 50 down on the rent. Huh? It's fun, eh? And then as people would give, 
you would take a tenth of that and give and give back. And then there were times, you, whatever, and God lays on your heart, you know what, uh, I want you to go and bless this person. We're like, okay, give it away. And it was, we didn't have children at that stage, I guess that helped. And it was such an adventure of trusting God with a little. Because that's what it is. And so as you have a little and you, and, and, and you prove faithful with that, God gives you more. And it's not that you're tithing or giving more to get more, but the principle that God does is, you know what, as you give, God just gives you more. And then he, when he gives you more he, and you give more, God finds you faithful. So he says, you know what, Bo, I can trust you. So therefore, I can give you more. And the same thing is that principle applies in every area of your life. Responsibility, leadership, whatever. The more faithful you are to God, the more you give away, God gives you more. It's a biblical principle. So as you trust God, and as you give to Him properly, as you give to Him consistently, God blesses that and honors that. And man, it's a... It's an absolute privilege. Um, I remember growing up, and um, you'll probably freak out if I tell the story, but I remember my mother so often finding out when people didn't have groceries or people were really struggling, and she used to go and buy bags of groceries. And I know my aunt was going through a really hard time at once, once upon a time, and um, they used to always leave their back door open. And my mom used to send my sister and I in through the back door. And we used to sneak in, go put the groceries on the counters or in the kitchen. Fortunately, the dogs knew us, so they didn't bark and go crazy. And then we used to run out and then drive away. It wasn't, my mom wasn't seeking oh, recognition. She wasn't chucking it in so everyone could see it. She was just wanting to be a blessing. And... I guess as a, a youngster and then in your teenage years and stuff, you're watching this and it's a model and you learn to see God providing for people through community, through family. And that is for us as believers so, so important that when we see needs, we trust God and we don't say, you, hold on, oh, so-and-so is really struggling. Matt, you look like you need to give something, bro, and pinpoint someone else. It's not about that. It's about, God, what do you want me to do? How can I be a blessing to that person? And it might be that you've got X amount, but then you can go to someone and say, listen, we really want to bless someone. Would you like to contribute towards us? Where Again, it becomes community working together to give and to bless I've lost a point somewhere. Oh, yes. Okay. My last point, the third point, is it's important that we get the motive of our giving correct, which is most important. And the first thing we need to do is, like, when we give, again, it ties into my favorite song. We give with a heart of thankfulness. We give with a heart of gratitude. It's not like, 
well, God, you know what? I'm giving you this tenth because, you know, I really want to redeem the 90 and I want you to bless me. <laughs> not about that. It's about, God, I'm so grateful for what you're doing in my life. I'm so grateful for the fact that I have a job. I'm so grateful that I'm able to put a roof on my head, over, over our head. I'm so grateful that we've got food on the table. I'm so grateful for all that you are providing for us. I want to give this so that you can bless others. Is that your heart? Is that what you're really doing when we choose to give away what God's given us? The Bible talks about that God loves a cheerful giver. <laughs> the word literally means hilarious. So if you can picture someone with the most contagious laugh, Really? No, not you. Picture someone that, that you know in your life, in your family, whatever, who's got the most ridiculous, contagious laugh. We've got a character in our home who's got this, like, Scooby-Doo cackle laugh effort. But he will just be sitting in his room. No, it's not Liam, don't worry. I see all the heads turning there. And he's got this laugh, and we'll be sitting in our room, and you just hear this laugh going in, in the room as he's reading something on his phone. And it's so contagious. And it's hilarious. And that is ultimately what God wants us to be. When we give, that we must be hilarious. Like laughing about it because we're so grateful. Not because we are obligated to give. But it's because we want to give and we're excited to do that. And then just give it as soon as and as often as you can. Really, um, you know, go with a heart wherever you go. It's like, God, I just want to be a channel of what you want to do and how you can do it. You know, I, I, that, that, that needs to be a heart. And if every Christian, every believer, and according to statistics in South Africa, 70-odd percent of our nation are meant to be Christian. If that was the case, why have we got such a poor group of people in our nation? Look, there's two sides as well. We can't even, the poor can't just be takers, and the rich can't just be the givers. But that's why we look at the scripture, and if everyone is transformed in our hearts, and everyone where Jesus says to us be equal, give proportionally to what you have you see because when we when we when we don't give nine times out of ten it's because of fear and we start looking at the money not in the heart of do i trust jesus and i know for for many of us we have and and, and we we have enough so we don't really understand the other side well i think it, who was it this morning uh you know, I think it was maybe Diane sharing a story. And like, yeah, no, when rich people say this, um, then it's like, yeah, whatever, you don't understand. And maybe some of us don't. But it, all of us, it applies to the principle of are we prepared to trust God with the little we do have or the much that we have? Whatever the case, the principle remains the same and the heart remains the same. It's all about the heart. 
And if we're really seeking God and, and, and looking towards God, what more is there? Just money at the end of the day. There's some people that get lots of money and then lose lots of money and then they get more money and they lose more money. It's like a cycle for them. And for them it's just like a matter of, oh well. But I do know many believers who have given away in excess. And sometimes um, Robert Morris shares in his, which we'll be sending out to, to everyone again, it's like a four-part series to work in your connect groups and stuff and for people, where he talks and he shares testimonies where he's given away all his savings and everything and how God has restored that and replenished that because of his faithfulness and because he trusts God with that. So it becomes down, if we look at the widow, if we look at the Sermon on the Mount that Calvin shared this morning, it always comes down to a heart issue, not just the money. Jesus knows and, and, and he's got enough, but he wants to say to us, do you trust me? Do you trust me in the hard times? Do you trust me in the difficult times? Do you trust me when there's plentiful? Interesting, as I close this now, we want to go into a time of communion. And communion, the whole remembrance of this, is exactly, do we remember that God sent his son and he gave his only son? If you think about it, Jesus is God's tithe to us, or for us. He says, you know what, I will pay my first fruit, my only son, to redeem the rest. Isn't that amazing? That God was prepared to lay down his life in Jesus. That you and I could be redeemed. path seems a little bit small now compared to that. Jesus gave up everything that he had. Are we prepared to lay down everything about us in gratitude, thanksgiving? So let's pray together and we'll go into a time of communion. Jesus, we thank you that our hearts matter to you. Our pursuit of you matters to you. Lord, as we embark on this journey of, of the role of money in our lives, Lord, your desire for us is that we begin with our hearts. Our hearts trusting and knowing you. Being first and foremost. And as we bring our money towards and, 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 and we, we give it to you to say, Lord, we trust you with our income. We trust you with our families. We trust you with all that we are. Lord, help us to be faithful with whatever we have, the small bits or large bits, 
And those of us that have got nothing yet, Lord, and those are the, 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 the teenagers, may these principles, may they become true in our hearts before we get into a place where we, we make lots of money, Lord. May money not become idols in our lives. But may we understand that money is there that can glorify your name. Lord, money has been used in so many different areas for evil. But Lord, we thank you that, that as believers, we have the wonderful opportunity to redeem it. And know that, that money does not have to be our God because you are our God. You sent Jesus to live amongst us, become Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you that, that what the devil intended, Lord, through the cross, you redeemed, and you redeemed us in our salvation. But Lord, as we come together and we come to your table, as you taught us and you showed the, the disciples, Lord, that at that table, Lord, when you broke bread, and you broke it and you said to your, your, your disciples, this is my body broken for you. Take and eat this in remembrance of me. Then you took the cup. Said, this is my blood shed for you. Take it and drink it. Forgiveness of your sin. Lord, we know it was never meant to be a religious act, but a personal invitation to know the sacrifice that you have done for us. So Jesus, we thank you that you gave it all. You gave everything for us. So help us, Lord, to be faithful in our little bits that we can. Help us to turn our hearts towards you. Help us to trust you with everything that we have, everything that we are. Oh Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and your kindness to us. And we want to be a people that trust you, Lord. We want to trust you with all and everything that we are. So Lord, as we go and have communion with one another in community, and then we have some uh, worship, Lord, we just want to give you all praise, glory, and honor. Come, Holy Spirit. You're weighing it with us that's not. Lord. Amen. Please feel free to come. There are two serving points. There is a white Ford. JGP285EC. Your interior lights are on. It's a Ford, so don't let it on too long. We're going to have to tow you. 